Friday. It's Friday. It's the best day of the week for some people. Other people don't like it because it means a weekend tomorrow and some people have to work on a weekend. It's not the best day if you work in hospitality. It's busy. It's a great day if you work in hospitality because you get all the people coming into the clubs and bars. And you make the monies. The monies. The monies. The monies. It's Friday, buddy. Yeah. Your, your favorite time of the week. This is when it? this is when you. This get is when it. you're allowed to drink. No, this is when you get a bit clucking, isn't it? You're like, oh, how exciting! Yeah, you. Oh, where's the booze? What do you think? Where art thou? Yeah, the big old can of Stella. Did you did you ever read Shakespeare at school? Read it. Mm-hmm. I wrote some of that. Hey, I, I rewrote, sorry, you, I rewrote, you wrote Shakespeare. I rewrote some of his uh, some what of his literature. Say say one bit that you rewrote. Go on, quote any bit of Shakespeare in Macbeth. Yeah. I rewrote the bit that goes, where's the booze? I really need some. <laughs> where's? With my can of Stella. No, come on. Why don't you, why don't you quote any bit of Shakespeare? Look at me, Susanna, sounded like elitist. Go on, then. Go uh, on. Go on. Blazing arrows of desire. Is that right? Is that right? right. Okay, I'll give you one. Here you go. <clears throat> it's not the fashion to see the lady the epilogue. What's that from? Uh, that is from Romeo and Juliet. As You Like It. What's that? It's a play. That sounds like a rom-com. No, it's, it was a rom-com. It, as it is like a rom-com. It. It's a romantic comedy. Oh, oh thanks for uh, <laughs> Yes, thanks it for is a rom-com. Out, do, do you know what comedy means? But you don't know the definition of a comedy. Uh, I know what anti-comedy is. No, but do you know what... Jamie Lang's stand-up. <laughs> oh, my God. I might be doing stand-up, oh, guys. Oh, for fuck's yes. sake. Again. Yeah, 17th of Feb. I actually haven't confirmed this. My lovely friend Grace Campbell, friend of the podcast, she's asked me to do stand-up, thinking about doing it. Thinking. Thinking about doing it. Don't think too hard. Okay, I'm probably going to do it. You went out. You like you went out with with a bang. I think you no. you've hit the pinnacle of where I'm going to do it. So wait, just quickly. Do you know? So I'm thinking about doing it. Do, um, um, yeah. What, so what do you think the definition of comedy means? Uh, comedy, I think, is a sort of ancient Roman. Yes, comedy, yeah, yeah, and, and it's actually not supposed to be funny. Comedy was was always a uh, yeah. Was so a, there's like one a, thing that makes a comedy a comedy. There's a death. No. Or is it was like something something fated? There's always something no. bad, like a negative like comedy means it has to have a happy ending. Yeah. <laughs> That's why you go down to the comedy store, is it? <laughs> Just nipping down to the comedy store. <laughs> it does. That's what comedy means happy ending. It has to finish with a happy ending. Ah. Yeah. Nice. That's interesting. That. You missed Thailand. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to your Friday episode. Um we have the amazing, the super talented um, honestly, voice of an angel, Sam Tompkins. We managed to persuade him to come on. Just an unbelievably great guy. Yeah, he was, um, he was, a, he was a legend. He's a dude. You, he's had his demons like we all have. He opened up about it. Um, he spoke about uh, his mental health. He spoke about the music industry. He spoke about Justin Bieber, his experience with Justin Bieber. That story was nuts. Unbelievable what happened with him and Justin Bieber. And, and you have to remember that Sam's hero... A music, musical hero is Justin Bieber. So meeting his hero, he actually did that. Mm. Um, a really amazing guy, a really talented dude, a real honor to have him on the podcast. We should just probably roll in in the deep. Adele song. In... You keep talking about Adele at the moment. I don't. Okay, fine. Let me pick a Justin Bieber song. I've got It's ba- the most baby. beautiful got time baby, of the year. Baby, baby, baby. Oh. Okay. That's, that's what I've got. Love yourself. Better go and love yourself. Okay, everybody. Right. Sam Tompkins on the podcast. Enjoy it. Have fun, whatever you're doing today. Uh, so I'm a little bit annoyed, by the way. 
because I, I, I rarely care about what I like dress like. I kind of, I just wake up in the morning and like, I look cool, right? Whatever. <laughs> anyway, this morning I like tried on a few different outfits. You look class. Yeah, yeah I know, but fucking screwed me because you look. Just, oh, come on, stop man. It, you. Come on, come on. Well, you've I got to, the double. It's double drip or drown suit. right now, brother. It's drip or drown, <laughs> and I ain't trying to drown today. I'm dripping. Also, also Jay, we have to mention the fact that you came in with that the wrong. What was it? Yeah. The wrong way around. Yeah, yeah, because it was Balenciaga. Yeah, yeah. I thought we, that was what it was supposed to be. We were both really confused. We were like, I'm pretty sure that was right. Sam was actually like, fuck, that looks sick. And it was inside out. Oh, <laughs> well, it is sick, to be fair. Dude, Sam, listen, I, yeah. I, I'm so psyched you're on the podcast. Like, I can't tell you. Like, I, I think we've been messaging. Yeah, 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 Brand yeah. it up, maybe. We've been chatting for a while about oh. you coming on. And, um, dude, I, I said before, but it seems to be like, you seem to be popping like everywhere now. Yeah. And it just seems to be kicking off for you. It's going well, man. I can't complain. I mean, like, um, this time last year, we sort of spoke about it before, but... This time last year, I felt like I was really stagnant. And then I just came up with this idea of my manager to just start doing like cover videos of like the, um, like with my own like sort of trademark look yeah, with yeah. like the font and stuff. And and I guess it just sort of worked and like people resonated with it. And um, it was like, it was just something nice to do because we were still in lockdown. Mm. And um, yeah, I guess like it just sort of caught You're Caught people's eyes. Yeah, it's just, mm. I almost, I always wanted to do that because your voice, dude. I mean, have you ever, had, you've heard Sam's voice, right? Yeah. And and people will know this. Like it's, I swear it. Like, I think you're like, you're like the male Adele. Like you're honestly, your your voice Jeez, is that. Is, yeah, sorry. Yeah, I, listen. I'm a I'm a music critic. I can say that. <laughs> can I can I play can I play one of your your songs? I'd love it if you did. Oh my god, just shit. a little bit of clout. Just okay, a little here bit we of go. Clout. We're gonna here we go. So check this out. This is this is. Okay, I'm gonna play your Halo one because I like that. Please one. go to it. But okay, enjoy go, here yourself, we go. So, so here we go. Where is? Where is your? Here we go. Here we go. You're loving it, brother. Jesus, dude, that is insane. Thank you. That like, I, I, like control everything is outrageous. Thank you, man. Dude, but do you, I mean, also, because you do, you now have this, like, image, right, at the moment, which you do, you have your microphone in front of you. Yeah. So everyone, and you're now going on TikTok and blowing up there. Yeah. I feel like TikTok for musicians or social media for musicians mm. is such a great place because you people can finally be found. It is great. I I agree to that to yeah. the, a massive extent, but I also feel like because of TikTok and because not, because, not really because of the app, but more because of how people utilize it. Mm. I feel like the concept of um, artistry has like sort of suffered a little bit. And like- Why people, do you think they suffered? It's, it's, it's kind of killed like long form it, yeah, music. Long it's form like music. everything like is people, like so condensed. Yeah, like people really? can't, I personally like, I'm losing attention span left, right and center. Like I can barely watch a I can't film. Watch, I can't watch a movie I can anymore, barely yes. watch a film without picking up my phone now. Fuck, I have that. Yeah, you know Dude, what I mean? I have that with TV all the time now. And I can't listen to it. I never listen to albums. Well, I'm trying to now, but I have a con I have to make a conscious decision to listen to an album start to finish. And I'm mm. an artist who wants to one day make an album. You know what I mean? And like, and because, and it's not really, I'm not, it's not really the, I suppose you could, you could maybe blame the apps, but it's not really that. It's more like how, how people just have decided to utilize these things. Yeah. Because, and, and it's the same way with, and also with Spotify and stuff, Spotify is great, but also you got to remember when you're going on Spotify now, when I was a kid, even when I was a kid, so like, uh, like tw 20 years ago, I, you could still buy, go out and buy a single. 
What, like, when you were four years old? Well, like, 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 well you know what I mean. Yeah. But like, maybe Mom, like I'm just seven, eight, show, I'm I, just gonna get I still, I still went out and bought CDs because <laughs> yeah, I was the only way I could get music. Mm, but yeah. now you literally can pay for what is it, seven ninety nine a month for Spotify, and you have anything yeah, you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I think is great, but also and like, and I think it's great for for consumers. But like, in an from an artist perspective, it's like, uh, oh, yeah. where's that? If I, if, if Where I do think, you find that? If I think about the emotional ground. connection I had to, like, a, I had a Red Hot Chili Pepper CD. I would listen to it over and over again right. on, a, on a little CD yeah. player. And, like, I still... When I listen, yeah, when I still listen back, I can, like, it really evokes emotion. And I just don't know if that's yeah. going to happen when you, all you can remember is, like, 30 seconds. Yeah, yeah, a, yeah. And that's, and that's it. And that's it. Because people will go and... Um, a song will go viral on TikTok, and it's a, a, sometimes even a 10-second clip. And then they go on to the song, and they're like... And then like, oh, I kind of just like that one bit. Just like that little you know, bit. And that's, yeah. that's so wow, sad. that is so true. That is sad. So, so what you're saying is actually there's almost something dangerous. I have this theory, right? And mm -hmm. maybe I, I think that um, people always want to be like a viral sensation. That's what people want. They yeah. go, like, I want my video to get like a million views or two million views or things like that. And when it doesn't, they're like, oh, damn, how do I get that thing? But actually having a viral video is like not a really good thing because you're, you're up so quickly, so mm. fast that you actually don't really gain a real core audience a yeah. lot of the time. I so agree. actually that slow burner is far more important. I think a slow, bur a slow burner is more important. I think that's actually what's happened with me is like I've had little viral moments here and there, but I've been, it's been a lot of bubbling and like sort of slowly yes. moving. And it's made, and it's made, and it's made that, um, that jump. So when I, when I'm like, uh, it's made me be able to stay in connect connection with my followers because it's been a gradual process. It hasn't mm. been like overnight I've get, got, gained like a million followers. You know what I mean? Mm. And then what happens is that people go suddenly, because some people start hearing about you mm. and they go, and that builds like that. But actually your core audience are mm. with you the whole way. And yeah. that's why they love you even more yeah. because they have watched you since the beginning. 100%. And they're almost like proud that, that that's our boy. And now he's like up here mm. doing different things and stuff like that. Mm. But I agree with you. It may be, but it, I feel like, like how, um, I don't know, like how, Spotify is kind of all this sort of instant um, platforms get music. It's slightly mm. ruined the music industry, mm. but also made it better in lots yeah. of ways because it does mean that artists yeah, who had never been found. It's a double-edged sword, you know. Yeah. It's like it's, but it's it works both ways. It's like equally, um, uh, equally as innovative as as it's the opposite. It's you know, and that's that's what a lot of social media, a lot of new online platforms are, and like. I think it's just one of those ways. It's like you've just got to learn how to use it mm. to your to advantage. The, the advantage in it, so it fits you and your lifestyle. I think that's what it's all about. And I think a lot of people are sort of constantly comparing to other people, but the real reality is that they're not you, and you need to. How do you how do you not compare yourself to other people? Oh, I do, man. Yeah, dude, I have this I have this problem at the moment as well. Like bad. Yeah. Like like yeah, and and I haven't. I, I actually. I tell you what happened was is I spoke to your, you know you know Zoella right you know yeah. Zoe and things like that. Yeah. I did this thing with Zo Zoella once, and we were talking about social media. And she said the problem that I have with social media is that I compare myself to other people. Mm -hmm. And I went, I, I never do that. I've now noticed since mm. then that I now do that. I yeah. compare myself the whole time. Yeah. And 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 I think you, you, for artists that's even more complicated because you'll make your own music you're doing covers it's all and about you numbers go look at the spotify yeah. streams and you go look at that numbers like, all the time i've right? got more followers on instagram why does that mean my my spotify streams aren't going up what, mm. what's that all about yeah. it's mental mate I know. it's absolutely mental so then how do you deal with it uh well 
That's I mean, well, no, I mean, just drink. I've, I've got a lot of. <laughs> I, got, I go I've out got, fighting. I've got. A, I go out and just just <laughs> beat guys up for fun. I just yeah. pummel guys. Are you listening to my Spotify? I'm gonna <laughs> fucking hate you. <laughs> no, I. I guess the way I deal with it is, as I've, my thing is I. I try and keep to myself a lot more. I. I only really go on social. I don't really scroll through Instagram anymore. That's yeah. one thing. I just don't really mm. do it. I um, I just sort of. TikTok I watch because what I like about TikTok is that I'll be scrolling through it and like I'm on the For You page. It's no one I'm actually following that's coming mm. up. It's just random people who've yeah. just gone through their camera roll and found some clip and it's random as fuck. Yeah. And you just, you're just, and they're just, they just posting it. It's basically a shit posting app mm. and it's the most, it's really effective and I find it grossly entertaining. Yeah, but, but maybe that, but maybe that's a problem. That's why I go back to our attention spans. Mm. I tend to yeah. my, my attention is that because we're now so used to this like click through thing oh, the whole bro. time. I yeah, mean, I just don't really scroll on it on Instagram anymore. Like, not because I, I, I have like um, I actually have a burner account, like my own like private account. That I think I, like a burner phone. Phone. No, no, to see to like for, to like keep up to date with my like really close friends. Okay. And I'll scroll and send, on that and send dick pics. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Of course, yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> just sending my one inch wonder anywhere I can get it at this point. <laughs> Just, just putting on the goes, explore page. Yeah, like, hey, you want to explore something? Go and check out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> super zoomed in. <laughs> Fucking really good super quality. In, yeah. HT. Ooh, nice. Yeah. HT. 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 By definition. But, dude, but listen, I think um, I think that's a good thing that you don't mm. do that. And because also as a as an artist, mm. you're, you're, I get this with podcasting, right? Yeah. yeah, and and podcasting is it, it, in a similar way. It's, it's similar to like the music industry because you're you're charted. It's about numbers. There's microphones. There's microphones. <laughs> yeah. But it is. It's, it's the same thing. It's exactly <laughs> the same thing. But it, it, in a way, it is. And yeah. I realize in podcasting now that I'm obsessed with charts and numbers mm. and things like that. I, how and you become obsessed with that within the music industry. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. And you'll see that other people. Do you ever get envious or jealous in other ways, or, or are you very supportive? I'm really, I, do you know what? There's, there's, there's not many, many uh, people that make me jealous. Mm -hmm. I just like, can't, I, I just, I just, there's a level of insecurity in me that mm -hmm. just makes me go like, oh, that's a shame that I, that I haven't been able to do that yet, but I, it sort of pushes me now. Well said, it's, man. It's, 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 it is, it's total insecurity. Same yeah. for me. That's all it is. I don't get like, I feel for me, jealousy has, there's a slight, slight uh, anger to it, but it's never anger. It's just sort of like, oh, that's a shame. I haven't, I haven't managed that yet. But like, I'm trying to tell myself it's yet. It is a yet thing. I'm going to get to where I, I'm going to have a number one record. I'm going to have a number yeah. one album. I'm going to, because that's, 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 that's fine. But it's also, I've realized that's not what drives me. What drives me is like, I just like making sick, tunes are like making great songs that people like if, if you waste your energy like worrying about other people with other people's yeah. success you're immediately like using energy that you could use for yourself if you just like stay in your lane and what's and just yeah. do your shit you're gonna get to where they are or above yeah where they are and, I mean? and the mo and the most interesting thing about it all is that i've met people from top to bottom like anyone you like like i've met so many people and everything consistently everyone consistently always says the things that matter in life, and like it, it's, it's not, it's not what you think it is. When you get to what you, you you're working towards, you're still not going to be satisfied unless totally. you've sorted mm. everything else out, like your personal life. I've only just realized, not just realized, but I've only just sort of learned to appreciate 
actually the most important thing in my opinion is my friends my friends and the people i associate with and are in my life they are the most and that is the most important thing mm. in my life more so than any accolade could give me i've like and also the people at the top that are are getting you know nominated for grammys or getting number ones they don't care yeah. what they care about is is like whether their mum's all right, whether their yeah. friends are being looked after, whether they're looking after their friends. Anyway, any anyone that I look up to is th is thinking that. Yeah. As much as I think I would love to get a Grammy, I'm, I don't. I think when I get there, I'm still going to be like, cool. So what's next? Uh, if I, if if that's what if that's what it's, my mind's on constantly, you know what I mean. It's like if the, if the world was going to end, what what you're going to turn to? You're not going to go and pick up your Grammy. You're going to go and find your mum, or yeah, like you're, exactly, you're going to go and be bro. with your mates. It's yeah. not. Well, there's this thing, right, that they say. So it <clears throat> doesn't matter if your interest is money or, or women or men or cars mm -hmm. or um, holiday, whatever, there's never going to be enough, right? Yeah. So you're never going to have enough of what you want. So actually you just have to be sort of satisfied with where you are. <clears throat> and that's yeah. the, the biggest point is, is actually weirdly Matthew McConaughey of all people oh, said that. Mate, he the said 10 it, years from yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. He just says you, you, all you want to do is you want to compare yourself to yourself. Yeah, that's what yeah, you want to yeah, do. Yeah, so if, yeah. you're, if you're in a better place, um, financially, financially, physically, emotionally, whatever it is, then mm. actually you're you're doing better than you did a year ago, or five years ago, or ten yeah. years ago, and that's kind of what you want to achieve. But it's amazing that you you said that from the age that you are now, said twenty four, because Matt Damon uh, as well. He did an interview once, and he said, "I'm so happy I won an Oscar." He won it for Goodwill Hunting. He won it at 23, Fantastic 24 years film. Amazing film. And he won it top three. I think. Oh my god, it's unreal. And he won it with um, Ben Affleck, right, for writing it. And did, did they did they write that? Yeah, they wrote it together. Yeah, no way. Yeah, at twenty three, they're because they're best friends, right? In real life, yeah. That that bit um in that film always gets me when um you've had to cry now, aren't you? No, no, it sounds like it was. It always gets me. You know when he when he's like he's just hoping that one day he gets to he pulls up to the house and he's not there anymore. Yeah, and like he's gone to pursue what he loves and like that one time when Ben Affleck runs up to the door, he knocks and he just smiles because he's like, oh, he's left this this yeah. place yeah, God, that. that just sends shivers down with yeah, that every it's time unbelievable every time it gets and me. yeah so he said in an interview he said the best thing that he's had in his career is winning an oscar at an early age because he realized how much it didn't matter yeah mm. and, and that's what he, it. yeah he and he it stopped pursuing it. it and he says what happened if i'd never ever won it when i was 23 24 years old i would have spent the rest of my life trying to win an oscar mm. and then when i got it i would have realized well that was pointless yeah it doesn't mean anything yeah, yeah and yeah. actually what does mean most importantly is your relationship with friends, family members. Mm. That's the thing that actually makes mm. us amazingly all happy. The thing, all the, th the things that make you alive are, of course, things that live. Do you know what I mean? It's not, it's not like some random, some random object that you keep mm. in your mantelpiece and maybe look at and show people every now and then. It, the, the things that make you alive are the living. It's your friends. It's your family. It's your, your, your kids, your, your dog. Yeah. My well, manager, my manager over there, Got a cockapoo last year. Did you? Doesn't shut up about him, and it's <laughs> yeah. class, mate. He's the best, and he's the best, and that's that's what life's about. It's it's about the living things. You know what I mean? Yeah, it is. So when comes when does come the point as a, as an artist and musician? Maybe it's always in you that you suddenly go, "This is what I'm going to do." When did that happen to you that you were like, "Right, I'm going to follow down this road"? Well, I was 16 years old. Uh -huh. It'd just be my birthday. My mum had give me given me some birthday money. Respect. Um, obviously, pissed it away on shit. I can't remember now. Um, it was like, I don't know, like 50, 60 quid. It was lit. It was amazing. And I was in Brighton and I went into this skate shop and there was a hat and I opened my wallet. I couldn't afford it. And I looked at my friends. I was like, oh, can I 
pinch some money. And they're like, obviously not, mate. We're literally 15. Like, go away. We're not giving you our money. I'm not sharing it with you. Why would we do that? We've already spent 10 quid. That's like, like a, yeah, that's yeah. like a third of what yeah, we've got yeah. on the train ticket here. Another five quid on the McDonald's. You know I mean, you're not getting another penny out of us. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. And I was like, fine. And they were like, well, um, you could uh, you could have a little sing song and busk outside in the street. And I was like, because uh, I used, I people knew I could sing because I I posted little tiny little clips of me on YouTube, but I always got like taking the piss out, so I'd take them down. But they always said, oh, like they always thought I had a nice voice. And one of them was like, why don't you just go go busk on the street? And at this point, I couldn't play the guitar or anything. I didn't have a guitar, obviously, because I was hanging in Brighton with the chums, with my chums, you know. <laughs> and I've got and I've gone. And I've gone outside, I've put my current hat down, I put it on the floor and I started singing a bunch of songs. I can't remember, I think, can't remember, probably Ed Sheeran songs because I was obsessed with them at the time. And um, Can you give us a little jingle? Just can you, what, what do you want? What do you okay, want? I just want to hear your voice. Honestly, it's just, <laughs> what, what I, I, don't, I don't want to put you on the spot, but something, something that you, you, would have, you, would, you would do in your busking day. Gosh. Um, oh, Code Lines. You know All I Want by Code Lines? Yes, this yes. All I want is nothing more than to hear you knocking at my door. Cause if I could see your face once more, I would die a happy man, I'm sure. That's all you're getting out of me. Like a little, yeah. little massage. That was a massage. Add another five ears. grand on them. Add another five grand on to whatever they're paying us today. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Add another five G. Dude, that is. That, I honestly, that that is freaking talent. Thank it's you, un- brother. It's unbelievable. That's Thank like you, from the soul, deep in here. Yeah. But basically, I sang probably that song and a couple others, and in 15 minutes, I made enough to buy this hat. So I've gone into the shop and they're like, what? I'm just shoved a load of shrapnel in there. So you're, up, like, you're give upgrading me your busking give me hat. That, yeah, <laughs> give me that camo hat. And that, yeah. And I, and then every weekend that was the first bit of money that I ever made. Like really and truly I'm worked for. That was like the first bit of money. So mm. started doing it every weekend. And then I was like, I just really got into music and I was like, I want to learn how to play guitar. Le- taught myself how to play guitar. I want to write songs now. Taught myself how to write songs. They weren't very good. <laughs> They were not very good songs. <laughs> what, what were you writing about? Um, just, just, just absolute How much shit, you want to buy some hats? Just, uh, yeah, right? how much yeah. you want to buy? That's all. At that point, that was the sum of my life. That was basically yeah. all I could sum my life to. Um, but no, no, it was. I basically then uh, pursued that and um, slowly, like, found myself like in the in, in the music industry. Started doing open mics in London, and and I I remember just thinking, this is what I want to do. This is exactly what I want to do, and. Um, and I guess that's that's, and I've just been stuck at it since I was about sixteen and twenty-four. Mate, the, now. There's, there's a you mentioned that about, and I think this happens with so many artists, yeah. whatever, like whatever it is, you know, just individuals, is that um, you start posting stuff online mm. when you're younger, fifteen, sixteen years old. It's a pretty vulnerable age anyway, right? Yeah. That's when we're getting to know us as we're insecure. Everyone's insecure, yeah. especially more so. I think from I have sisters, right? And I was definitely way more insecure than them. Like mm. at, I think guys just we cover it up a lot more in lots yeah. of different ways. 
people were making fun of you for for doing your music. How did you then gain the confidence? Firstly, what, why are they making fun of you? And secondly, how do you then get the confidence to go and busk and still push through that? Because a lot of people would just say, fuck, I'm not doing that. Well, it's a multifaceted thing. So I had, I guess there's a lot of uh, answers to that question. But I guess in terms of the reason why people did it is because I came from a very small place, very, um, very sort of reserved, narrow-minded place. And all the people who lived there were generations of families who've lived there before. And none of them have ever gotten out of it. Or also never actually seen, they've never seen someone do like go and be that, that person be the artist to look up to. There's never been someone from my area that's done that. Mm. And that's okay. That's okay. It, it takes a while. It, it, take, it just takes someone to do it. And I think what it, what it is, it's like a, a, a mixture of that feeling of being like, oh, well, no one's ever done it before. Like you're any, any, any more likely to do it. Mm. Um, and it's also parents just beating down on their kids, like just mm. saying like, oh, you're not going to be able to do that. Come on, just, focus on school. Whereas my, my mum and dad, they, they were like that, but they also, they had plenty of other stuff to worry about. And I think actually it did me a world of good. And I was like, I think for me, it was like, I had, I had, I had the freedom of, um, you had that support from them. Yeah. Just of being like, well, I'm just, just going to pursue it. And yeah. like, cause I'm not good at anything else. Like that was what I was good at. And I loved it. And I think my, my mum, and my dad was just really glad I had something to put all my energy into. I think it came from a thing where it's like my mom and neither my mum my and dad were from that area originally, one, which is good. Two, I think my my dad had like a very um he was quite a successful uh had a quite a successful career, did a lot lot of stuff. Um like he was just a business guy and and yeah. um and I think he, he was he was a very like get up and do it yourself kind of guy. Um and my mum was very much the same. I think they just they just Whatever it is, if you just, find your passion, you just go yeah, and do I it. I think they both under my dad. My dad never fit in the educational system. I think that he he saw that resonate with me, mm. and I think he was just like, you know, because I, I was smart. I, I could I could do maths. I just, and I when I, you got good grades at school and things like that. Uh, no, because I didn't care enough, and yeah. I didn't I didn't like authority. But I was smart. Like I was I was really good at maths. And when I was like year four, year five, I was I was put up years because I was like and like I, I was smart enough to do curriculum a couple years yeah, yeah, above yeah, yeah. but like i just did like i think what it was like the the crux of it anyway was like my dad just understood that you could you could be like because he was like that you could you could be smart mm. yeah. just not just not wanted to use it for academic reasons yes, yeah, yeah. just yeah, use totally. it in the real world and that's i think that's what it was and i just decided like because i i i was i got terrible grades in english but i really? i would consider myself a a pretty good songwriter, you know yeah, what I mean? So, so there like, you go. So it doesn't make so sense. It, it it's almost like an archaic system yeah, that doesn't man. kind of... And, I, it, and yeah. it's interesting about authority, right, as well, because mm -hmm. most people who... I always find people who um, are sort of, I suppose, self-employed and do things for themselves, mm. like musicians or entrepreneurs, whatever it is, they're never pretty good at authority. They no. don't like being told what to do or, or where I, to I like to make my own structure, man. That's yeah. what mm. mus being a musician has taught me is that I can create my own structure. I can work for myself. Mm. And like no one, essentially no one can tell me whether I'm doing the right, like can, using my time wisely and all of this. I haven't got anyone breathing on my neck because because I love it so much. It's not work at all anyway. So it's like. You're also the only person that can do what you're doing. No one yeah. else can fill your. No, exactly. Like... And it's all music's so subjective. No one mm. can, no one can really tell me my song's bad. If it means something to me, it's just, 
Oh, that's but, your opinion. You know what I mean? But then you hear stories of people that there's like a, maybe a slight contradiction there because mm-hmm. I feel like it's sometimes when people then sign to labels, mm-hmm. they get themselves stripped away and mm. sometimes they lose their identity. Oh, all the time, man. And, and so then Unlucky, actually yeah. what happens is going from like a, a free place to express yourself, you're mm. then controlled a lot. Well, this is the thing. I think when you sign to a label as an artist, and this is something I'd say to en- anyone, is you've got, to, if you're sure of yourself, you've got to continue to be sure of yourself. And even if you've got to tell everyone in that room, make everyone in that room know you're still in charge, mm. you know? And that's, and that's what I think is mo- most important. And that's why I'm, I think I've worked so well with my team and my label is because everyone understood from the get-go, I've been doing my shit on my own. And now there's just more people. Mm. And it's like, we're now working together to create the best art possible. And like, it takes a while. There was a lot of teething issues with my label. I won't lie about it. And they wouldn't lie about it either. There was a lot of like, right, this isn't working. This is it's a trial and error. But mm. the, now I'm at a place where everyone is in is in motion all the time and it's and it's working and me and me and my manager nim we're still at the forefront of all the decisions that are made and um at the forefront of every everything that happens i still consider us in uh, us in charge which is mm. what you need to do but that needs to come out from the gate you can't uh, give too much of y- yourself away straight away and be like okay i'm signed now you can't be complacent you've yeah, got to still yeah, be in charge yeah. how do you stay authentic to yourself though because I think a lot mm. of, because I think the trickiest thing, whatever anyone does in life, right? Okay. And especially now, again, going back to that social media thing, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what you do. If you're selling fridges or you're yeah. creating music, you kind of, you kind of go, well, they're selling more fridges. So maybe I copy what they're doing mm-hmm. or, you, or they're doing that. So how do you stay true and authentic to yourself? That is actually a very easy answer is, is writing about shit that I've actually experienced. And like, and like connecting and like not, not being afraid to talk about anything. Like I, I will talk about anything on a song. If I can write about it, I will like, and like, um, my, my song that's coming out on the, on the 28th, it's about an experience. It's about 28th of Jan. 28th of Jan. Yeah. Yeah. It's called here. It's about my dad. And it's about a really traumatic experience he had when I was about five years old. And, um, what happened? Uh, he was, he was, he was really down man. And he was just not, he just, he, he just didn't want to carry on. And, um, this, and this, this song is basically it. It's basically an ode to being like, cause I had a lot of, um, I had issues with my dad when I was growing up cause I didn't understand him. And, um, mm. we fell out for a, a number of years when him and my, my mum split up. And, and, um, and that's just, that's, that's life. And actually in a, I, there's a lot of, I, t- I try not to regret things, but like as I've got older, the biggest thing that I look back on is like, man, I just wish I could have just understood that you just you didn't have it all figured out. You know what I mean? And that's mm. what this song's about is like being looking at looking at people and just, and like because when you're a kid, you look at your parents and you're like, God, they've got it all sorted out. They might have all the answers to every question, but actually, you get old and you realize you're like, fucking, I know nothing, and neither did they. They're just trying to ca- they're just trying to like coast coast through and get through it and at that time my dad had so many things going on in his life and it just all came to a head and i think it all got too much for him but Mm. luckily he's still here and that's what the song's about sort of like getting older and appreciating that you know parents are just it's just kids we're all kids you know i mean we're all just trying to figure shit out dude but honestly that 100 percent to that because i i I know i know exactly the feeling Mm. of that um it's funny i had a i had a i had my parents split up when i was about eight years old and yeah. I had um, I had an odd relationship with my dad for a bit, mm-hmm. not his fault or my fault, no. just because 
you know, I, I was I, I spent a lot of time with my mum and saw my mum upset. So you 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 right. you you Same. think these things, right? So you think the things about your parents. And then um with my dad. So then I, I was kind of cruel to him, maybe. I, I said a few things in like articles and stuff like that that right. just wasn't it wasn't even thinking and I regret it massively. Of course. And then I and then basically I sent my dad my dad had like it's a health scare, right? And it okay. was all cool and fine. But suddenly I realized I was like, holy shit. Firstly, parents are, or, or friends or family aren't always there, yeah. you know, in lots of different reasons. Firstly, you know, that can happen. And secondly, um, you kind of want to say everything that you can to your parents or to your friends and all those kind of things. And thirdly, no one has it figured out. No. Everyone makes mistakes. And you, as we get older, we suddenly realize that. And I yeah. realized that. And I sent my dad a message saying, I just want to know that you, you've been a great dad. Yeah. And he sent one back saying, that means the world to me. And that, this was, that was, yeah. That was what I did. That was the oh, song. Fucking, I made, it, I wrote it made it everything. My, it changed everything. Yeah, I did wrote you? it for my dad's birthday. Oh, I'm getting quite emotional. For, yeah. I don't know. No, yeah, I don't it's, know. No, it's a I special thing, man. Uh, and especially um, young men and, and dads, there's, there's, there's a, something really important about that relationship, in my opinion. Mm. And as I've got older, I thought... For, for a number of years, I thought oh, I'm doing fine without my dad, but that actually was the most lost I've ever been. Is when when I I wasn't I wasn't connecting with my dad. And as mm. I've got older, I've just all I've realised is that man, I get depressed too. I get so yeah. sad, man. And I've mm. been in that position that my dad's been in now, and I've I've been at the absolute edge of what I can feel. And um, I've 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 lived through that, and that's all made me appreciate him so much more because. He had kids as well. And I was doing it when I didn't have really much responsibility. I was feeling mm. that. So when you have all that riding on you, man, and you got like all this responsibility and he was he was forced to retire from his job because he got tinnitus in his ear. I have tinnitus. Oh, have you? Dude, yeah, freaking hell, that's oh my god. Yeah, my dad my and he he found it he really struggled yeah. with it. And um and it was all always a thing where like he would get really stressed and it would get worse. Yeah, I do. Hatches. And then we were just, mm. we were, it was like, it was all through when we we're in like that point where we we're all just screaming kids and he's stressed and he's, and he's got, uh, and he was, there was a whole like this whole thing with his work that was going on throughout, basically throughout the whole of the nineties, there was this whole thing that was going on. And basically it all just came to a head in 2000 and 2002, 2001. And um, thank God he's still here. But you know, like it's just, you, yeah, you just get to a certain and this going back to the authenticity thing, that's how I stay authentic. It's like I'm I I I I write for no one but myself. I'm not writing songs and being like, right, I'm not pandering to any audience. Mm. Like really ever. Like every now and then I w I want to write a good pop song. I'm like, oh yeah, let's write let's write something that as many people is gonna feel as possible. But really and truly, ninety five percent of my writing is just me in my room in my in my uh, in my basement flat. And I'm just writing something that's been bothering me or writing something that's um, inspiring me at the moment about my life, you know? Mm. And that, I think that's, that's how you stay authentic as an artist. You've just, you've got to find that personal approach to it. Mm. You've got to find that sort of like, what, how am I going to connect the most with myself through my art? Shit, man. And, and just, that is so powerful. And then, thank you, bro. And it, dude, it is. And being so true to yourself, because I think it's, very hard as men, right? And we're three guys here. Yeah. And I say this to, to Alex. Three guys yeah, being just dudes. Guys. Just guys being just, dudes. Just, dudes just, being guys. Three dudes just, drinking some sparkling water. <laughs> yes, <Gabby>. brother. <laughs> but I say this, to, and I think I can say this, I say this to Alex a lot. Um, he, he, he holds everything in. He doesn't open up ever okay. about stuff. He, he, to a degree. To, to pretty eccentric. And, yeah. you know, and, and chat, brother. <laughs> yeah. And, Let and, it out. And What's Min going on, brother? But Min and I, and we're very mm. close, right? So I tell him a lot of stuff, but he, he holds things in and, I always admire guys who can be open about mm. the way that they feel, their vulnerabilities. I think vulnerability is key. 
And I think you're so right. It, there's such a trend, right, to, um, especially as an artist, I suppose, mm. to talk about things that, you know, big up and stuff like that. But actually, the true writing comes from when actually what you're actually feeling rather than pretending what you're feeling or want to oh, be. Absolutely, man. And um, also music writing this stuff has actually got me through so many hard times. I, I lost a friend um, like a number of years ago when I was like uh, like 19. To suicide? Yeah. And um, oh. and um, and like for years, I really struggled with it until I wrote a song about it. And it wasn't that I, I wasn't struggling anymore. I was like, oh, I've finally actually written down how I'm feeling and it makes mm. sense. Like, wow, it's, yeah. it's not some, you know, but that's how, but that's how I heal is that's, and that, that's what, when I realized that when I wrote that song is actually when I realized that is my healing t tool. And it's actually all those, the songs that I write where I'm the most raw, that's the ones that people that's, like the that's most. That's the best. That's where the best stuff comes from. Absolutely. That raw, raw emotion. I, Cause I, I remember Obviously, I don't write songs, but when mm. I lost when I lost my mum, mm. where where actually where I had a release was on when I wrote the eulogy, and actually like um, just when you actually take like let it all out yeah. and you write it down, and weirdly there was this like small sense of like relief. Absolutely, what was that? Man? Yeah, I think it's just because you almost you process it in your head as well, because I think it's all it's all a bit of a jumble of of emotion and words, totally and then suddenly that. when you structure it. You go, ah, oh, okay, right. I understand this a bit more now. There's so much power in our words, yeah. man. There's so much power in like, in writing down how we're feeling. Mm. Um, and people, and people don't even, people don't realize it. So they go on with their life dealing with all this stuff. And the thing is this whole concept of opening up, you don't even have to open up to someone else. You open up to yourself and yeah. write it down. And then you, you've got something tangible in front of you that you can read. Mm -hmm. And that's what I have with music. And as I say, that music, some of the music I've written, some of the darkest stuff, it may, may never see the light of day. However, I've used that's my tool, was my tool to feel better within myself. It's, so I could like sort of exist still yeah. and sort of wow. still be happy. Well, you, it's like what, the ultimate therapy almost. Brother, like, absolutely. Mm. It's amazing. So, so, that, so you, you, you were really struggling at one point. Mm -hmm. Dude, man, yeah. I'm sorry to hear that. Oh, it's okay. Do you know what? I had, and this is, this is a, this is an interesting story. It was last year, it was in April um mate and i was i i'd sort of lost sight of who i thought i was and there was a lot of i didn't really know who i was basically didn't know who i was and i'd just come out of a long-term relationship i was finally living on my own i was learning to live alone and i also lost the the most incredible person uh through through fault, faults of my own a lot a lot of a lot of stupid shit but i i i'm coming to terms with that but there was a lot of there was a lot of deeper rooted Issues, stuff yeah. going on to like sort of bring that to the surface but the in and, and luckily me and her are great friends she's like my best friend in the world i mm. adore her i'd do anything for her but um i anyway i basically went to my mate's house i was um those two those two instances um where i was really at, at my wits end and i said i thought to myself if i don't leave my house something really bad's gonna happen and i, I want to get out so i went over to my friend ren's house and um and he's in a band and he, he lives with all his bandmates and i just sat there and i was in bits mate i was like crying my eyes out i was talking to him about all the things that i was talking to him about like, at the end i was like this is it i don't want to be here anymore and and my friend ren this is like he's he's just the most um he's such a such a role model in my life um for many reasons but i remember him him just looking at me and being like think of all the times you felt low or like uh, and you felt like you're done and how much you've continued to persist and and like and just think about all the shit that you would have missed if, up to this point mm. if you if you just 
gone because you can yeah of course you can go you can go commit suicide you can go kill yourself mm. but you'll never know what's happened is going to happen next and bro if i if i if i had sort of given in to those that monster inside me i would have just been like i would have missed out on the best year of my life yeah. the most 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 insane like like life altering year of my life that it yeah. literally doesn't make sense when I think about mm. it. Like some of the stuff that I, I, I was able to achieve and some of the, some of the days I had and some of the, the people I met just, I, I, and I learned so much about myself and now I'm, it's not even a year later and I feel like I know myself better than I've ever known, uh, yeah. known myself. And that's all, but I really think that that sentence really put it in perspective for me. Mm. And there was another time where I, I, I felt that way. And um, there were some there were some guys that um, I'd sort of sort of been friends with that um, at the time like I wasn't that close with them, but I knew them, and they they live around the corner. I remember, uh, like literally around the corner. I thought I need to get out of the house, and um, I went around the corner, and um, at this point they were not that. I mean, I'd I'd really hung out with them maybe once or twice, mm -hmm. but they live on a street where uh, the windows on the street. <clears throat> I remember going in there is like late at night. And they had the the wind the blinds open. Mm. I remember like knocking on the knocking on the window, and they were all so happy to see me, and they just invited me in. I've basically been there every day since, and now oh, we're all, like best friends. Jokes, yeah. But like they had had no idea what I was going through. I've been crying. Have you, all have the way you told them? Have you yeah, told yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm very open. It. I love telling yeah, my friends dude, how much I appreciate them. Yeah, yeah, that's amazing. And like now, like. One of them's like my videographer. He comes with me everywhere, comes on tour with me. His name's Jack. It's insane. And I watched this documentary, which I've said before, about this guy who um, he went to take his own life. He went to jump off the Golden Gate Bridge in San Francisco. Yeah. And there's something like uh, three and a half thousand people who have done this, this, taken their own lives. And there's been 18 survivors, and he was one of 18. And he went and interviewed all 18 survivors. And every single person, all 18 survivors, said they had one thing in common, and they felt immediate regret when they jumped. And oh, the really? point is, is what happens mm. is, is when people take their own lives is it's an instant relief to a solvable situation. And, and when you're in those mm. dark moments, you don't think you can solve it. Yeah. But actually you really can. And being open and honest like you have, especially men out there who are listening to this and guys who are going through whatever it is, be honest, talk to your friends, be open about oh, it. Absolutely. And you get an echo back. Yeah. You really do. And that's what's insane about it. Yeah. And even if some people aren't like as willing to talk about it, if they're around someone, they're around someone enough who is, in my theory, They'll eventually feel comfortable because they'll they'll be normalized around them. Yeah, totally. Like even if even if it's just to that one person they can speak about, it make a problem shared is a problem halved. Mm. Dude, saying, Sam, this is hey, listen. We're gonna have to stop there for part one. We've run over loads on that one, but That's that fun. is, dude, it's just freaking amazing. Come on, listen. We're gonna come back for part, part two. We're gonna talk about you and Justin Bieber. Cool. All right, <laughs> all right everybody. All right. I'll be there. <laughs> You'll be there. I'll bring him over. <laughs> See you in part two. Bye.